it's incredible how Zinedine Zidane leaves, Cristiano Ronaldo leaves, and then Real Madrid looks so ordinary against Atletico Madrid for the first time in seven meetings in UEFA competitions. On a note to begin this, this week's episode of the podcast, the podcast has been on a break for nearly a month now. I think just one episode after the World Cup, and so we're back fully and with a grind. And I'm not alone on the podcast today. I've got my great friend and colleague, Ayobamiani Marshall. Hey, why? What a great, great game we just saw. I didn't see this coming. I don't know about you, though. Did you see this coming? Yeah, I kind of did. Um, wow. I need to see that crystal ball you use, man. Well, it's actually a game um, with three possible outcomes. Oh, so, oh really? With, with Ronaldo Come and Zidane. Ayo. Come on, Ayo. What, what football game in the world? Has less than three possible outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to make you understand that uh, what I saw wasn't quite extraordinary. Oh, okay. It's just um, probably me trying to be logical. Mm. With Ronaldo gone and Zidane also, um, Real Madrid were always going to struggle. And um, I feel even with these two key men in their squad against Atletico Madrid, they have never really had it so easy. So take these two guys out of the question. It's, I mean, the question rather is going to be a lot harder for them. And that's exactly what we saw today. Um, I feel like um, Real Madrid actually have what it takes to win a typical match like this. But the key thing that they actually missed today, which I feel maybe Ronaldo has always been offering them in times past, is not just the goals, not just the assist, but that winning mentality. And the hunger. Exactly. The At a point when you are two goals to one, um, uh, ahead in this fixture, ordinarily with Ronaldo on the field and of course possibly Zidane on the sideline, you know you always bank on them to see out the victory. But one way or the other, they slept off right from the defensive um, 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 mistake right there by Rafael Varane. Yeah. You know they gave Atletico Madrid the opportunity to crawl their way back into the game, and that's exactly what they need. They don't really need too many opportunities. The few ones that you give them, trust them to actually you know grab it with both ends. And um, Costa has to actually go down as the man of the match from in this fixture definitely and i like what i'm saying right now so i'm saying the oh initially atletico madrid's name is being etched on the trophy that's a hat trick of your super cup wins for them uh, first in 2010 then again in 2012 and now for the second time in um, Diego Simeone's time there, winning it, uh, the UEFA Super Cup, and this against Real Madrid. And then the players after, of course, popping the champagne bottles, mm. uh, gulping some champagne. And yeah. I think it's deserved. Um, I think what we've seen so far has been Real Madrid that is always tripping and changing against a lot more stable Atletico Madrid side. Tonight, Diego Simeone played against his fifth Real Madrid manager in the six years he's been in charge of Atletico Madrid arguably that sense of stability has a part to play in the team yeah definitely it does um that's just one thing that helps a team like i usually tell people if it's not spoiled there's no need changing it mm. so that's exactly what atletico have done they seem to have actually you know old i mean held on rather onto some key players from that squad and that they also acquired new ones but here is a new Gaffard, Real Madrid, with a very, very difficult task at hand. Firstly, it's about replacing Ronaldo, and secondly, it's about taking this uh, team to a new height, trying to instill his own uh, philosophy, yeah. you know, into this um, crop of players. So it's always going to be a lot difficult for him. But uh, you know, on the part of Diego Simeone, yeah, seen it all. Like Riley said, this will be the fifth opposition manager that Real Madrid will offer him since he took charge of um, um Atletico Madrid, and. 
you can always argue on his advantage or on his part that he has always been coming up with some credible fights. Though on most occasions uh, he lost, uh, and I think this will be the first cup final that Let's Go Madrid have won against Real Madrid since 2014 yeah. when they yeah. won the Super Cup. So you could, or you can always tell that uh, he's always the second best. But when you have this glorious opportunity, you know, to 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 wreck havoc right there at Real Madrid, you don't want to hesitate. You don't want to waste the opportunity. And right from the get go, he started. Key players that you've ordinarily, you know, felt uh, shouldn't have started, like Antoine Griezmann, who played the final of the World Cup some weeks ago. Yeah. Um, like Luka Modric, who also played in the same final, was rested. Rather, Griezmann was tired mm. from the get-go, so he knew what he wanted, and um, that's just uh, the kind of mentality that I feel Real Madrid missed earlier today. Uh, they really don't have that winning mentality, the hunger. Just to take a look at the players; they're looking, they're sulking, they're looking so. Um, what's the word now? It's an unusual mood for them. The Real Madrid have not lost a cup final since the Copa del Rey final they lost at the Santiago Bernabeu to Atletico Madrid in 2013. Jose Mourinho's last game in charge as a Real Madrid manager. And on that night, a certain Diego Costa made his name alongside Radamel Falcao. And tonight, you mentioned rightly the other time that is for you, the man of the match. I totally agree with you on that. But is this a new era for Real Madrid? They are losing a final for the first time in five years. Obviously, it is. Um, when you have a team that has won back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back Champions League, and uh, the man, also the men that actually masterminded this, both on and off the field of play, are no longer with the team. Mm. Logically, you have to agree that this is the start of the and, new and era. And this looks like the strongest Atletico Madrid team we've seen on paper and on the field in years. Now, let's be realistic, Ayo, but do you think this Atletico Madrid can win La Liga this season? I mean, they have quality in depth Listen, in uh, every part of the field. They, they, they have always stand, I mean, stood a good chance, rather, mm. you know, of winning the La Liga title. Ever since they tasted it, they've always looked hungry that they can even go for that and, you know, lay their hands on the title. It's just that on each occasion when they try, you know, they've always been meeting a better opposition. And um, that's why I think their chances of winning will not only be limited to, you know, the quality they have in the squad. I think Real Madrid may just offer little or no competition, you know, as regards the race for the La Liga title this season. I think the direct um, competition will come from um, Barcelona, Barcelona, like we had the last season. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, Barca also look a bit toothless. I mean, uh, Iniesta is gone, Xavi is gone, only Lionel Messi, who for me is seemingly... You know, facing a downward curve in terms of influence on matches recently. Hmm. Uh, so, for me, uh, logically, I always go for Atletico Madrid to also stand a good chance. Uh, probably not as bright as that of Barca, but then I'll fancy them over Real Madrid. I, I saw an article on Marca earlier today, and it pointed out that for the first time in the history of Atletico Madrid, they have a more expensively assembled squad than Real Madrid. Doesn't that tell us something in terms of mentality shift? Exactly. And, and possibly in terms of... And, and will this defeat force Real Madrid back into the transfer market to uh, make that marquee signing? Well, starting from Atletico, um, it's, it's just a long... It's been a long time coming for mm. them to actually assemble a team like this. I recall... Oh, was it 2014 or 2015 when they play um, Real Madrid in the Champions League final and they lost out in the, in, the, in the extra time? 2014. 2014. Yeah. I noticed something quite um, strange in that score. They they assembled fantastic first eleven set of players, but, but they didn't have they didn't have quality from yeah. the bench. So and even that when Diego Costa was exactly, injured, they, they forced him to play. That's just... that's that's the problem for them. Mm. But I think they've been though it took them some years though, but yeah. apparently they've been able to correct that mistake. Now you can look at Lemar coming off the bench, and of course you have someone like um Korea also, you know, starting or vice versa. Yeah. You can always have um uh, what's his name? Um Vitolo Kalinic who just joined Vitolo. Yeah. 
and of course you have the Babala. Uh, that, that, that is their Gokosta. Yeah. In the middle of the pack, they also spoil with choices. So the thing is, they don't really boast. They don't only boast quality for level. Now they can always look back, you know, to their bench exactly and have quality bench guys that can come off the bench and of course you know transform the game uh, to their own advantage which i think is uh, fairly what we saw right there from vitolo and maybe thomas could have probably had more influence on this game as well talking mm. about the quality they are from the bench but on the part of real madrid um it, it's what they need to do they need to actually go into the transfer market what they currently have fine they may look good to actually reach some decent stages. But um, trust me, by their standard, they are not where they want to be. You need a marquee side. Like, when I actually got the report that Ronaldo was leaving, immediately I, I, was I tweeted. No, I even tweeted. I knew he was going to leave. And I tweeted, um, no, I with a um, uh, smiling emoji, that no one releases Ronaldo without having the plan of making marquee signing, now in bracket S, after it. Because mm. I felt logically when you let a player of that caliber leave your club, obviously you need to actually come up with some, you know, credible plans to actually get in some other players, mm. you know, that can maybe not fill in the shoes but, directly. But, but let, at let least us see, let us see this aisle. Who's on the market? Who's available? Hurricane like, is, like, is like, a no-go area. Like during the during, during the course of the match, we're actually having the discussion that um, it's going to be a big mistake if they actually go in for Azar, except they still have a plan of going for another striker. This team. Real Madrid needs an alternate striker. Benzema, you know, looks to me like um, it's, it's shocking how they were looking for goals tonight, and it was out and it was of the dropping box. off exactly. Was dropping so so, deep. so I, I feel they need a typical striker, probably you know someone in the mode of Moro Cardi. I would have loved to tip um Arikin, but he just signed a new contract barely a month or two ago. Yeah. Well, what about Andre, uh, Andre, Andrea Bellotti, the Torino striker? Two seasons ago, he was a talk of Europe. I, 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 Last I, season, he was injured, but then I think he had one or two impact. I, I, but right I, now, it looks like no one wants I'm always him. having my reservations as regards Italian strikers. Mm. Um, I think from what I've seen in recent years, I've been you know made to eat the humble pie. It all started with Balotelli, even though he's still showing flashes of brilliance, but we know that ah, he's I not... think he's just a... Exactly. <laughs> you know, talk about Shiro Immobile. When he left, um, I think, was it Torino? Torino yeah. For Borussia Dortmund, yeah. I felt, okay, this is going to be another big bomb. I Unless think it was even supposed to replace... Made a move to Atletico. And it be, became it a flop. So yeah. for me, Belotti as well, you know, he has had decent uh, goal return in the last few seasons right there. Syria, but so you know, making available? that big leap to Real Madrid may just be one that is overwhelming. Who's available? Who can I just, I just mentioned Mauro Icardi. I mean, what about Cavani? Do you Cavani's, think Real can go after Cavani's, Cavani? Cavani's not maybe getting for younger. a year or two. You um, can get some quality finishes from him for a year or two. Well, that, that would be a panic buy for them. Probably they can just sign him for the time being uh, till Hurricane becomes available. Mm. I think it's just a matter of when or not. If he would eventually join me by my own um, logical reasoning anyway. Uh, don't blame me for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the thing is... Um, oh, I it think... looks so good to see Atletico Madrid leave this trophy right now. Come uh, on, against Real Madrid. Whoa! For, for the sake of those that are listening, this is the moment. This current moment is when Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid yeah. released the, the trophy. Celebrating. That's quite odd, though. But I guess Real Madrid. It yeah. is reality. Sometimes it's kind of strange. But you gotta admit that that's football. I think Florentino Perez will go back into his locker room and into his hotel room tonight and say things like, "You know what? Atletico Madrid for the first time in their history worth more than us on paper." And on and on the field, and maybe I need to splash that cash. But yeah, the question is on who. That, that's that's the point. I on think I think I think the cash? the Champions League success in the last few years, you know, has actually blindfolded Perez to the point of where he seems to have forgotten the fact that 
you might be winning, but uh, these fans, uh, you know, the way they were being cultured or being groomed, they always look forward to a marquee yeah. signing. Yeah. You know, from every transfer. The last time Real Madrid made a marquee it's signing been a was while. five years ago. And at the point, there. I felt okay. It seems we are now having an exchange of philosophy between Barcelona and the Real Madrid at the point in time. Barca now seems to be the team making most of the marquee signings where Real Madrid are looking towards their Castilla, you know, bringing up players from that. So I think for me, this is just the point of call right now uh, for Perez. He needs to actually go into the transfer market and make that bold statement. Not just the bold statement, make sure that you get a player that can come up and lift this team. They need that go-to-go players uh, right there in front. And... Um, Bay may just be a big risk, judging by his um, level of uh, fitness. I mean, judging by, judging by his fitness history in the recent years. Mm. Uh, uh, come on, um, I before we wrap this session up, what do you think about um, Real Madrid's new style of play? They look to be all about the possession tonight. Possession, possession, pass and pass and pass. Yeah, that was all what they played throughout preseason. But then I thought we saw sparks of what a certain Vinicius Junior could do in preseason. That's the shocking. Point. He didn't get a point a, a single minute tonight. You know, at, at, at the point, he's young, but maybe see, see the thing is, the thing is, you might actually need for every team, not just Real Madrid. Mm. If I were to be a coach, that would be the first thing I would go for. You always need a team. I mean, a player in a team that can easily pick up the ball, drive. drive. You know, that's what Lionel Messi, Alexis Sanchez, Raheem Sterling, you know, the likes of um, maybe Isco occasionally. Yeah. That's occasionally. what they offer you. You know, when it seemed like um, they've been, I mean, your your players have been marked. That's the kind of player that will easily unlock and, 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 the defense. And that was what the, uh, uh, Diego Simone always said about the Angel de Maria when he was at Real Madrid. At Real Madrid. Like, De Maria does this every time. He can't just mark him. That's, they can't keep him out of the game. That's an easy way for you to just break the defensive lineup of your opposition. But today, there is really nobody that... Happen? Exactly. And, happen? and maybe that's what Azar will offer them if they eventually get to sign him. Mm. Or maybe Vis, uh, um, Vis, Vinicius? Vinicius Jr. But I think the lad is just um, young. Yeah. Uh, he shouldn't really be thrown into the foray like this. Uh, firstly, if, 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 if Lopetugi makes that mistake, people might start seeing him in the mode of Ronaldo and that's just too big a way for him yeah. to, you know, or too big a shoe, you know, for him to feel into or, you know, just try and introduce him gradually like he has been doing over the course of the precision yeah. friendlies and uh, see what they got. He has blistering pace to offer. Apparently, he's quite good and um, his decision making in the front of the uh, position box is not, you know, bad either. All he just needs is some time to get to introduce oh, himself. Exactly. Introduce, introduce himself to the world. So they, they might just have to keep him on the back burner for now. But for the foreseeable future, I mean, for this forthcoming season, they need that kind of player that can provide a spark. All right, we'll, we'll wrap up this segment now. And we'll take a breath and we'll be back to talk about the Italian Serie A, the La Liga, the Bundesliga, which will all kick off this weekend. And it's going to be great, great games. One team that catches my eye in, in La Liga, you know already? Who's that? Valencia. Really? We're back in the GV, guys. While we're on the break, we saw Lemar celebrating. I think he had a very quiet first half, mm. but then he he was he everywhere in the, in the second half. Oh. Although he didn't play all minutes, but then he he well, did what, what he had to what, do. What do you have to say about a certain Antoine Griezmann who has never won a major trophy for Atletico Madrid until, until this they won season. this uh, Europa, 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 Europa League, went to the World, World Cup, Cup, won the French. It's uh, been a magnificent 2018 for him. Are, are we looking at the Ballon d'Or looming for him? Uh, well, I think. <laughs> 
I think we, I, I think we shouldn't have that Ballon d'Or comment. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's coming way too early. If we, if we double into it right now, this this year could be the year where it could be defining it for him though. Exactly. It depends not, on not, how not we... just for him. I mean, probably the year where we we'll get to see someone break that draw pulley. I mean, yeah, it's been a it long looks time. Like it. It looks it's, like it. It's been a long if time. If if Ronaldo had been at Real Madrid, he's standing a chance of winning the Super Cup and and the Club World Cup in December. And he having a, bl- a blistering first half of the season could have changed the narrative, but exactly. he's away. He won't be participating in those competitions, and that's it. But hey, let's talk about yeah. Let's begin from Cristiano Ronaldo and the Serie A. So the Serie A comes alive this weekend. Cristiano Ronaldo is back in action. You need to see his press conference over and over again. The confidence he oozes, and let's not talk about the money. Let's not talk about what he brings. Let's talk about the Serie A mm. getting better in terms of um, quality of players coming in. In terms of exposure, so as soon as Inter Milan noticed or saw Juventus make that big sale signing, boom, off they're going to the market, getting everybody, even trying to pull Luka Modric over. Mm. Are we going to? What kind of Serie A season are we expecting to see? Are the teams tired of seeing Juventus's um, monopoly of the domestic league and cup? Are they ready to break it? And who is going to break it? Whereas the Juventus fans are waiting and hoping that Rado could deliver them a treble because that is the only thing I think he can give to them. You, the you, you see, this, this Serie A season is bound to be um, arguably the biggest one ever. Mm. You know, Why do you think least, so, though? I think we, we've seen some great Serie A seasons in the 90s exactly. and the early 2000s. But this is a groundbreaking one in the mm. sense that about... About, about three months ago or four months ago, I was having my reservations as regards the future of Syria in their ability to compete favorably, you know, um, on the continental scene. Except take away Juventus. Other teams seem to be struggling. Bar Roma, who had a one-off run to the semi-final of the Champions League last year. But the thing is, you know, uh, the TV deal right there in Syria seemed to have actually handicapped these teams to the point where they will gladly let go of their players for cheap amount of money just maybe mm. to be able to balance the financial book yeah. typical example is how salah left as roma yeah but the point is now Way that exactly now that christian ronaldo has joined uh, we all thought luka modric will follow but um, apparently that may not just materialize but you know this may actually open doors you know to other big stars and indirectly or directly to uh, it will affect right it will now, affect really. the tv deal I, I, do we see our stars in the game i think the only stars we have in the game right now in europe is the Messi and christian Ronaldo. what happened to neymar oh where well, he's not gonna leave psg anytime soon i'm just talking okay yeah he's a I'm star just, too yeah exactly true. so, so but the, 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 realistically which other star can we see modri to inter would have further helped but, the doesn't that change everything we're having two players in the early 30s or in, in their 30s, let me put it that way, heading up to the Syria. Modric at 32, he'll be 33 in August. Mm-hmm. In, in September, I beg your pardon. Ronaldo will be 34 in February. What? Maybe these other players are their prime anymore. Uh, maybe they are not. But the thing is, they are actually, you know, uh, they are attracting the biggest of... Pers- I mean, they are actually the biggest of personalities. Let mm, me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, true. You know, they belong yeah. to that caliber. So, uh, they might have actually, you know gone past their golden era or you know the top level of their delivery but then these guys it's just similar to what you actually have uh, what's obtainable right there you know in the mls in uh, the korean league and all i mean japan japanese league and all that but the most important thing is these guys still have one or two good years to offer for for instance ronaldo ronaldo definitely at juventus um i can bank on him to actually 
get you at, at least 30 goals so that's way below his standard but trust me when you leave Real Madrid for Juventus the level of creativity is not really at the same level sure. so for him to still be able to manage up to 30 goals at Juventus that's a decent return uh, for him that alone is a decent season for him but look at Modric uh, will not join Inter Milan so I think the less we talk about him the better it is yeah, yeah but the most important thing is that um, th all these things are put together say for instance um, Ju Juventus with Ronaldo eventually makes it to you know um another champions league final i'll probably go a step for that to win it mm. all this will always have a ripple effect on the tv deal in Sierra, and that's exactly the point i'm making see once these things work in their favor they will always stand a better chance of even attracting another set of stars another array of top players with the big money they have in the transfer market fine they are only few of them are spending that maybe ac milan and inter milan there's so much transfer in the body thing is with the tv deal that is going to be shared almost equally trust me even a torino may even go ahead and sign you know an alexis sanchez just saying yeah. because i i, I, <laughs> I, I, I came, exactly I, yeah. I came across a, an article about a few days ago that even if English Premier League clubs don't have fans coming over to watch their games. They will still be making a decent amount of money. Yeah, you know what that means. That's yeah. from TV deal. Yeah. That's from revenue. So uh, when when you actually juxtapose uh, this TV revenue amidst um, all the top five European leagues, you can only see that Syria are actually making just a paltry amount of money. So there's a lot for them to do, and that's why I think Ronaldo joining this season will just pave way for that. That takes me back to the first point I made that this could be the biggest Syria season we've ever had. I think so too. So come on, man. Um... Let's talk about um, the top four in the Syria. Top four, that's pretty easy for me. Oh, go! Come on, go, 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 go! In go. no particular order. Oh, Juventus. come on! I want it in your particular order. <laughs> 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 I want it in a particular order. <sighs> yeah, that, that's some. You know, I, 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 I am still torn between Inter Milan and Juventus when to win the Scudetto. Oh, what do you think about Ancelotti and Napoli? Ancelotti and Napoli look the same, but. I still have my reservations. And um, let's talk about AC Milan with Higuain and others. Okay, so let's go. Let me have your top four. You mentioned A them already. So, in uh, what I, th order? I think AS Roma, AS Roma will miss out. Okay. I think they will miss out. So, um, so Juventus, Juventus to win back the, in? Yeah. Juventus coming? To win the Scudetto again. Right, Inter Milan to probably miss out narrowly. Mm. Then top team will be Napoli. AC Milan, why I think they will actually make it is because um, Gattuso may, might want to start you know, something quite rash and um, a bit of um, um, uh, that may end up as a disadvantage yeah. to the team by his rash decision, decisions and not, I mean, letting his emotions get the better of him okay. in terms of his judgment and tactics. But the thing is, I think he's got a decent amount of professional players that even with a relatively unknown coach, they still can go on, uh, you know, auto run and still actually have a decent outing. Mm. Moreover, he came on board last year and he was able to stabilize the shift for them. So, how about you take it a notch higher with the crop of players that have, they, they've been able to acquire this uh, summer transfer window. Uh, they've gotten, um, what's it called? Egain. Castello. And they and still kept... Suso. Exactly. So, but I they think... lost Kalinich, though. So, uh, this, this, this Chanaloglu. Okay, still, yeah. still pretty much with the squad. I mean, that's a... These are players that can always create for Egain. Fine, um, what's his name? Um, Bonucci returned to Juventus. Yeah. 
uh, but they got Canabria. Calabria. And that's, I think, um, he might not be on the same level as Bonucci, but he's quite a decent player. I, I think his stock so is rising promises. already. Exactly. So, I think for me, they've done some decent business. And I think all those things will just, you know, come up together and form up what is bound to be a great outing for AC Milan. Probably we might just be taken back to the years when, you know, AC Milan and Inter Milan used to be, you know, two of the biggest powerhouses in Italian football. Let's go straight to Spain and we've discussed Real Madrid and Atletico already. Of course, it would be shocking if we don't have any of those two in there. Mm. And I think we already, we already talked about the possibility of um, Atletico winning the league or not, right? Yeah. So, let me have your top four in a particular order. In a particular order. Yeah. Barca, Atletico, Real, just like we had in last season. Oh, so you really think Atletico will finish ahead of Real again? Yeah. That will be for the third time in 22 I find years. Though all this may change... If Madrid go into the transfer market and, of course, make at least two marquee signings. What do you think the... of Valencia, though? Well, I know you've been, pushing, you've been pushing me to talk about Valencia. Camero, Dennis Cheryshev. They're probably going to make uh, Gonzalo Cuérez's move from PSG permanent, Parejo. I mean, keeping a lot of their first eleven and then getting some quality in there, I think. With Marcelino in charge, we may have a really, really good team ahead of us. But what happens to consistency? I saw a bit of them last season, and um, I think what what actually didn't help them, you know, especially in route to the last few games of the season, was the consistency. Mm. At the point, I felt okay, this is a team, even with um, Simon Zaza, yeah, you know, coming off, he wasn't really doing the regular start at them, but occasionally when he's been caught upon, he's always popping up with the goals. But the thing is, they are not consistent. And for you to be able to challenge for the top four, you know there is, for me, uh, maybe just by my funny way of judging the La Liga anyway, we have three cadet, three structures of teams right there in that league. The top structure, that's where you have the Atleticos, the Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, and you, Barca. Have, the second echelon. There in terms of money or in terms of consistency. Quality. Okay, consistency. That's the okay. point. In terms of consistency. Now, the second cadet, and this is the cadet of structure, you know, that um, vies for the last Champions League sports. Mm. And that's where you have the Villarreal, Sevillas, Valencia's, yeah. Athletic Bilbao, and occasionally maybe Real Sociedad. You get so for any of those five teams to eventually claim that one spot, you need to be consistent. And when I say that, I mean you have to be more consistent than any of the other teams. So Valencia, fine on paper, they have recruited well, quality players. Bachua, exactly. Right. You need, to, I mean, Marcelino needs to be able to find the right blend, you know, to be able to effectively utilize these players despite having an array of stars and still get the best out of them. And I really can't wait to watch Atletico against Valencia on Monday, the cutting race of the league. I really want to see what Valencia can do, though. It's kind of odd, though. I really want I to see what they can do. I think played on Monday. Well, I mean, of course, because they just played today. Yeah, uh, sure. Madrid, so, um, maybe give them some time to rest. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe five, it's five days. I think Estonia is kind of far from Spain. I, stand to be I, I don't know. Though. I don't know. I stand to be I, don't, I don't know about distances, but do you, do you know about distances? I don't. I just you, know, you know world geography? I, I didn't You know European geography? European geography. I, I, I just thought <laughs> that <laughs> Okay, no, I, I don't watch UEFA Europa League, so I wouldn't know. Oh, really? Mm. I thought you enjoyed it so much last season, man. Uh, Watching well. Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to enjoy it a lot more this season, and maybe next season, too. Can we just end this? Hey, no, 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 no. I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, okay, maybe we should skip the Premier League today, and um, yeah, it is what it is. But what do you think of the opening day, and who do you think is winning the Premier League again this season? I think it's fair 
to stand in between two teams in the EPL. Uh, Why is because it's always very difficult to predict it. Oh, really? I think it has to be one of the most unpredictable leagues in the world. How unpredictable is that? Very unpredictable. And we've had just four winners in the last 12 years. And you've never had a team repeating, I mean, defend, successfully defending the league title in the last six years. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So that shows that it's highly unpredictable. City looked I think we'll have it this year. Uh, that's your own opinion. Mm. I'll also share that with you if I've not seen what Liverpool stand to offer this year because they look so formidable. Last year I saw brilliant of, I mean, flashes of brilliance uh, right from the defensive lineup to the midfield and of course um, up front. That's where, you know, they, they blew us all away. But there were still lapses in the squad. And interestingly, mm. they made a move to shock all the flaws and make sure that they stand a better chance this season. So you think Liverpool can win? Start with goalkeeper's department. They've gotten fantastic Alison Becker uh, that will not only, you know, make the saves but also try and orchestrate, you know, the play right from his own area. Talk about the acquisition of um, decent midfielders. Keita joined eventually this summer and we saw his debut against West Ham and I think he had arguably one of the best debuts you know, um, debuts rather of all players in the EPL last weekend. Then uh, Fabinho also came on board, and at the point you feel like even Milner and Anderson, who have had, I'll say Anderson, let me be particular, who, have, mm. who has had, you know, really, really horrid, you know, few seasons uh, with injury. Uh, whenever he leaves, I always feel very sad for them. But here you have uh, a certain Wijnaldum, you have Fabinho, you have Keita who can easily step into that role and of course still make it look like Anderson never mm-hmm. you know, left. So they look to have actually, they seem to have actually, you know, signed quality players as a replacement. Then talk about Shakiri. Salah has had one heck of a run in the last 14 months. Right from the world, I mean, the, the EPL straight up to the World Cup. And I think one way or that injury will catch up with him, just like he just did with um, Kevin De Bruyne mm. of Man City. So, Shakiri may not be the kind of player that will guarantee you 30 plus goals in a season. Of course, he will. But not. then he's still in the mode of a player that can, can we say Salah will guarantee that he's only done that one season in his whole life? So I maybe, think from what I've seen, I think we should watch him do it again yeah, before, 30, we, can, before 30, we can say he, he will. Won't, he won't reach 30 this season. But can, in all competitions? I can, yeah, I can tell it will, in all competitions. it will go over 20. Well, I can guarantee that. I wait to see, but I'm going to bet it's going to hit 30. One game, one goal already. Good Let's news, see what happens. Good news is that this is this is on record. So, yeah. now let's go. Of course. We'll and we'll come it back out. to it uh, by May, 20, I mean, yeah. 2019. Don't worry, man. We'll, we'll have this discussion before May 2019, and he would have already surpassed 30. Interesting. Like, oh, really? Before May? Yeah. Okay, that's, I a think bold, he will. that's a bold prediction. I think he will surpass 30 by March. That's a bold one. By March? Yeah. I kind of like that. What are you putting on the line? Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you go cold there? <laughs> All right, guys, let's end it here. Thank you very much, Aya, for being on the podcast today. We'll do this again whenever we are in the same city, right? Definitely. It's always my pleasure, man. Okay, yeah. you're not doing beautiful today. Uh, well, you know, let's just do it. Um, like we usually say, keep yeah, doing sports right. and be.